1: Good evening and welcome along to the trium. um <laughs> Should be the forum, but there's no sign of, this, of the fourth member at this moment in time. Uh, tonight in the forum, um, there's myself Phil, I'm hosting beside me over this side is Keith. Say hello, Keith. Hello, Keith. And now below me is P. Right, and Shane is somewhere in the inter in the, in the interweb internet space of it, It's like
0: Willy Wonka when Mike TV gets transported from yeah. the machine and he gets. Put into a load of a million different pieces and goes across. Shane yes. is somewhere between here and there. It's exactly yeah. like that, actually. Exactly yeah. like that.
1: It's exactly <laughs> like that. So uh, we're, we're in Willy Wonka's chocolate lab at this stage. Um, right, tonight in the forum... You know the script, we talk about stuff that happens in the world of football, um, primarily the Liverpool world, but given that there's not much really going on at the moment outside of Adrian score getting a new contract and everyone having a shit fit about it, who aren't humans, um, yeah. there hasn't much else been going on. So, um, what we're going to do tonight, we're going to pass it over to the the question around international football. Um, I know Shane's topic was to do with the media coverage, particularly in, in light like the, of the Christian Eriksson incidents. Uh, Pete, you want to talk about how shit football is um, in the international mm-hmm. sphere. Uh, you're going to cover off the Copa and why we should be watching yeah. the Copa and not the Euro European Championships at the moment. And finally, 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 I want to hand it over to the lads in the comments to give me the fourth topic. This is where the Euros come from. It's Euro topic, right? So it's you guys pick my topic for me, and um, the best topics that come in across the course of the night. Uh, I'll pick one of them and we'll 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 debate that as the last topic. Um uh, before we get started, I just want to remind you all about Sienna Steps. Um, it's very important that you get on there and contribute. Do your 5Ks, do whatever you need to do. Just pay, buy a ticket. Don't do anything. Sit in your hole. Sit in your hole for 5K if you want to count 5K in your sofa. Um, and I don't really mind. Just whatever you do, just donate. and um, Buy some gear on the website as well. If you don't want to walk anywhere, there's T-shirts, there's hats, there's coasters, there's cups. There's aprons, there's hat. Uh, I said hats. It's like the generation game. Loader hats, hats yeah. uh, Teddy bears. There's a teddy bear. Uh, there might be a range of chocolate soon, um, but all in a good name, So please get on there and support if you can. Um every euro and pound and dollar and yen uh, will be gratefully welcome. Um, so look, with, with that, I want to move it along. Uh, as I said, the first topic is. I'm going to hand it off to Pete Rice right? because Pete was. We, we we discussed taking the knee last week. Um, and Pete himself had a new view on, the and a different take and also wants to bring his own experiences too which I think is fair um, which is really important uh, for people out there to understand and believe what's going on and there's here's Shane
0: my TV there, there's
1: my TV we managed to get Shane in the fourth no. member of a forum so uh, I managed to to, 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 to <laughs> delay the intro long enough to get you in on time so that's great fair play here. to you it was so on Joe's internet I you are and you're in Joe's gaff at the moment, but we won't say anything about that. You come back <laughs> off duty. Um, but it's great, great to see you wearing your new town rangers tracksuit as well. But you're yeah, I have a patch there on on fucking on the iron mic. What's it what was it? The junkyard dog. That's what you look like tonight, Pete. You look like the junkyard dog. All you have to do short of is a shine around your neck.
2: It's 35 degrees here, boys. <laughs> I'm I'm
1: sweltering. It's tw- twenty-seven here in Ireland. I'm gonna throw my hoodie on. Um, oh my anyway, right, so the so just for sponsorship. Right. Um where do we go? We go to UP. Come on, the knee, right wingers, everything. Yeah, very, very
2: Let's round. Round. I chose international football and the lack of quality tonight. Um, to be honest, with you, to highlight the fact that the, this tournament and other tournaments, uh, going forward, it looks like they're going to be hijacked, to be honest, with you, by the right wing and, and some of their agenda. And I wanted to really follow on, following on from what, what you guys talked about in and around taking the knee last week. It's very important, I suppose, that the likes of myself, Grizz, Avi, people. You know, black people, Muslim people, people with with a, I'm not saying everyone doesn't have a view, but people with first-hand experience and a view should really kind of put some of these issues to bed. So on behalf of them, I kind of wanted to talk about this and apologise pre-rant to all the guys that we, we engage with. But it's very important to talk about this. Now, in and around taking the knee, if you look at what happened in and around the England game and the preamble to it, um, you can you'll see that the right wing, probably extremists, we can call them at this stage, have uh, equated taking the knee to to adopting and adapting to uh, Marxist views. Now, there are two essential problems with that, Phil, as you well know. Um, the first problem I would have personally is that no right wingers out there, and I include David Logie in this, the the self appointed spokesman who has been given a platform by Sky and the BBC, and none of these right wing idiots. Um, are familiar, first of all, with the core principles of of Marxism. Um, Essentially, it's the Marxism is the... Now, I'm not advocating Marxism, but I'm going to tell you what it is. It's uh, essentially the rejection... Um of a monopoly of uh, rich or, or large business owners who would use those means at their disposal as a weapon to subvert and dominate the masses i e the proletariat as as it would been would have been called in in some parts of the world now that might ring some bells uh the same idiots who claim to be protecting uh football and protecting uh, people against those ideas will be actually. Uh, advocating for those ideas, uh, to be honest with you, uh, come next Monday when it's time to go back to work. Um, And seeing from that very hymn sheet, to be honest with you, the truth is that people like David Logie, Phil, uh, and guys have been allowed a platform and have been given a a, a huge platform to to preach their false equivalency claim uh, by the UK's largest sports broadcasters, which, to be honest with you, personally I can't believe it I can't even begin to tell you how disappointing that is that Sky the BBC would allow these people have any kind of platform at all I mean look let me be honest with you Black Lives Matters and the various equality movements throughout the course of history Um, like for example I don't know the Black Panthers and, the, uh, and any Black uh, Muslim movement you know led yeah. by the likes of Malcolm X have always kind of equated their values to 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 those essential marxist values but the problem is and it's not the first time this has happened in history right wing organisations have always used the excuse of marxism communism to 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 kind of sell this false equivalency story and agenda to subvert what is a very very powerful black muslim or whatever nation to be quite honest with you and i can't believe for one that the British public and the public that we're exposed to is allowing itself to even entertain that. And I'm kind of surprised to be honest that the BBC or that sky or any of these broadcasters would even give a platform to the likes of David Logie. David Logie went on, who was the F uh, is supposed to be the fan spokesperson. That's a very, very dangerous spokesperson, by the way, to a point, but I'm very, very surprised that 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 the broadcaster itself hasn't read it. Oh, that it's his, any history books hasn't decided to look at the history of right wing establishment using Marxism as an excuse and a weak excuse at, at that to to allow these people to tell you that taking a knee, which is is a symbolic gesture, it's not a political movement. It's a symbolic gesture against racism and racist values. I cannot believe that they are allowing a platform uh, to people like Logie to say, "Oh, the communication needs to be clearer." There couldn't be any clearer. You know, black people are are making a stand against uh, against racism. They're doing it in a public forum. That's all the communication you need. So, for me, to be honest, there, there's no argument here. It's just stand back be quiet and allow people to protest peacefully in the way that they've chosen over the last six or seven months. And to be honest with you, the reason I wanted to have this conversation is, and I wanted to urge people out there, don't be fooled by racist commentary. And the racist commentary is simple. Oh, that's if you subscribe to Taking the Knee, you're subscribing to, to changing the course of our political journey towards Marxism. That's absolute rubbish. And it's an attempt to muddy the waters with a non-related uh, political agenda, to be honest, that has nothing to do with safeguarding against racism. keith
0: yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, very well said, Pete, very well put. And I think, you know, Marxism, it's, it's an easy word to throw out there to front people because nobody really knows what it is. Do you know what I mean? It's communism. Who are the top Marxists in the world are, like Stalin and Ho Chi Minh and uh, Mao and all these guys. And they all had their, their chance um, running their countries. And it died away. So why people think Marxism is mm-hmm. making a comeback, if anything, there's been in the last maybe 10 to f- maybe ten years, maybe more, there's been a rise in right-wing politics and things like that are uh, cropping up in England, in Europe, in America, all over the world. The right-wing has sort of come out of its cave nearly, if I want to be a better word. And that's down to things like social media, giving people a platform and giving people a voice to say what they want, when they want, without any recriminations. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no, there's, there's no fear of getting pulled back and that comes in with the racism as well. You know, you see Ian Roy getting abused and getting absolutely torn and new one on line with these little wet wipes and Kerry and all and nothing happens because people can do and say what they want. There's no, there's no comeback on it and you know, you're spot on about your man David Ogie. How he was the England fan representative in the four places beyond me. How they picked uh, Tommy Robinson Clone to be the the fan rep is is bad. How he was selected to go on and give the interview number two can't get my head around it. How Sky News and these others reported it number three baffled. But then how they pushed it afterwards because they didn't deal with and think all right this is bad. They then went pushing and promoting it. Do you know what I mean? Please. Like as if as if it was normal. So it, it's baffling what's going on and people. I don't want to say gullible because there's there's probably a lot of people in the chat tonight that that agree with beyond the taking the knee and all that. People have their own opinion on it, but I'll call them gullible because if, if you're, if you're taking the knee, right, if Harry Kane and right, Jordan Henderson wasn't playing but Jordan Henderson and Harry Maguire and these senior English uh, white English players are taking the knee. They're not taking it because George Floyd got killed in America. Phil spoke about this last week. Colin Kaepernick is how many years ago? Phil five, six years ago, five, four, six years ago, his
1: contract ran out at the end of yeah. seventeen.
0: So yeah. start taking the knee because of the the treatment of of black people in America by the police, uh, police brutality, and all that sort of thing. Colin Kaepernick done it, and several other players joined in. Colin Kaepernick got black ball thrown out of the league. This is all happened before George Floyd. George Floyd happened, what, last year, two years ago, Max? That kicked off a, 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 a surge of violence and looting and things like that. And these people, these right-wingers say, ah, looting, looting, looting. This is because it's happening in the most deprived neighborhoods and the most deprived areas in America and in these places and in England, in London, in toxted in the 80s, in Brixton. It's the lowest economy, lowest social um uh, social disadvantaged. Economic. Yeah, socioeconomic disadvantaged areas that these things happen in. So you, you can't say, oh, well, you know, the they're getting... Gap. What's going on there? Who's who's wrecked? Who's, who's gaff is <laughs> getting wrecked? That's Pete, okay. definitely is that Pete. Pete. Pete is somebody
1: Is somebody breaking ice in your gaff therapy? Yeah, just just tell them to put their earphones on when they're breaking the ice. <laughs> didn't.
0: I know he was on a good rant there, and no, I'm not that forgetting where it was, but no, people like our um, you know, they're, they're forgetting that you know it's nothing to do with George Floyd. This is white players saying they've had enough of their colleagues, of their friends getting abuse getting absolutely hammered. You know, Manchester United lose a game and the first thing that Marcus Rashford and Anthony Martial and Paul Pogba and Eric Boye and um, Mason Greenwood and all these black players, they're getting monkeys, bananas, all this stuff on Twitter by little faceless maggots that if they seen them in the street, they wouldn't say boo to them, but because it's all behind an avatar and it's all, you know, anonymous, they feel free. They can do it. The, the right wing have been given a voice in through politics over the last 10 years. Look at the UK, look at America, Europe, France. You know, they've all started of seen a rise in right wing politics and they've been given a voice and they've been allowed to get away with it. And this is a culmination of that. If you're doing that, taking a knee, you are supporting racism. And I don't people cannot say that or not. I just disagree with, with men having to kneel. British men having to That's all a lot of bollocks. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not they—they're doing that. They've given their reason. They've given their explanation. Why do you feel the need to do it and challenge it? You? you just don't do that. You don't have to they're not ask you to kneel with them. Do you know what I mean? Just Shane.
1: Anything yeah. to add?
3: No, oh, listen. I'm, I'm on with Keith and Pete and they're, they're far more intelligent on the subject than me, really. You know. But listen, listen it's, even go back to today. I had to. I read comments from Sulcik from uh, West Ham, who had to clarity He made comments about saying that. The band that has made off for Slavia Prague playing against Rangers for racially abusing Glenn Camara w- was unjust and he didn't really say it and he's not that type of bloke and blah blah. And then he had to the rollback today saying, Listen, my comments were misconstrued. I lost the translation of the, the language barrier and it, I didn't really mean it. And also, it's, it's like it, 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 it creeps in, it, it, like it, it's in, in, the, in that Eastern Block and that part and it's creeping across and it's just, do it, it, you know what I mean? People are they kind of said it's like it's it's like an excuse they kind of feel like they've an excuse for it now and like for for them for beyond taking the name it's just it's just absolutely baffling like I listened to you last week Phil it was very good about Kaepernick and stuff like that I'm glad Pete is on because I really like listening to Pete on, on, on topics like this yeah. but it's like it's just it really is it's the like yeah, dealing with the laws that there really, and and really the 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 least intelligent. Well, I, it's always, it's always P, the sorry, Pete, can I, can I,
1: yeah, can go I on. just jump in? Like, yeah, go. Just just to respond to a couple of things. There's been a couple of mentions in the comments, and I'm I'm probably in the camp. I don't see myself particularly left wing, um, or socialist, or Marxist, or right wing, or conservative. I'm probably very much central because mm. that's what I've been grown up in. I've grown that's up in the issue. Cent- a centrist-based society, so I can fall either one way or the other. Um, that's what Ireland is. It's it's been a system of coalitions for almost since the state was founded, um, and because of that, we never have any far right or far left really strongholds of ideology in here. Fortunately, England isn't. England is a deeply rooted right-wing society, and um, that's how conservative powers more or less on on undisturbed for the best part of. Over a century at this stage. Um, so it's not surprising that the you know, there's this idea that it's a it's a small minority, it's not it's the vast majority of England. They've elected one of the hardest right face right wing governments in years with the recent election and, and and the campaign for Brexit. Brexit was all about getting rid of foreigners out of England. Yeah. It wasn't about anything else. The idea of taking back sovereignty and taking back the markets, um, which if anybody with an ounce of sense looked into it, realized that this was going to be an absolute shit show for England, which it's turned out to be. Um and anyone that with the sense Tends to be uh, leaning towards the left side of England. So this this leads into a whole debate around politics and football. Fundamentally, though, these players are the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, you know, I see people going on about the Black Lives Matter thing is a um, turned into a Marxist thing. That's bollocks. This is all that's that's Fox News. You're getting spun a Fox News story about this is socialism and this is things. Socialism boy, it's very and major. it's not
2: new. It's not new. The Americans have been doing this since the nineteen. Pardon my language. Fucking fifties. They had a man called Joe McCarthy who tried to run out of the country, tried to imprison, kill anybody with leftist ideas, anybody. And he, he, he went into. The, they went as far as black people. went, Oh, the the blacks are, are communists as well. It got a, you. Out. It's about marginalizing people, labeling themselves idiots in but Alabama, Pete, will think they're communists, Pete, they're leftists. Let's get Pete, rid can, of it. Can I just just run back on this? Because mm-hmm. if there is
1: a relevant point to, to why players should be allowed. My, my bit is that players should be allowed protest whatever they want, whenever they want, however they feel. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to be taking the knee. But we as fans should respect the protest, whether we agree with it, whether we don't. That's what it is. You look at the danger that's going on in England, you see this GB news, all this type of stuff. They want, that's what they like, right? And that's what they want. So, I'm not going down the whole politics stripe. I just you, I, I've, I look at it and I see a very right leaning society in England, and, and their politics match up with it. And the views expressed by somebody that was representing what was the English supporters' trust or whatever they put them on in Scotland is very much representative of the vast majority of the people who vote in elections in England that result in the governments that they get. This is not, and that's why I, I, it gets to me. The small minority are the people that the majority of us follow on. Liverpool or football Twitter, which are a lot more left leaning in terms of their views, a lot more um, fraternal when it comes to how they want to see society, and a lot more um, stronger when it comes to action and protest and and, and we talked to the guys from, from Spirit of Shankly and you know I, I would say on both sides I, it doesn't really bother me I, I'd say on both sides of the fence as I said because I'm a centrist <clears throat> and I, I, that's the way I feel I'm also a, a older in my age so I have a right I, I, I get more you you end up being more conservatively than the older you get because you've got kids and stuff like that and it's been proven over time that people do move towards that that side of it and that's just the way it's right um, and I'm sure there's always people who will be opposite ends of Spectrum it's where you guess but when it comes back to the football, and when it comes back to being able to do things, sport has always acted as a voice to to impart and expose something that is being kept under the table or being kept under wraps that's there. And sport will always be that. And as I said, we as fans need to respect people who want to want to use their voice, which they haven't been able to use up until now. Um, and as, as 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 I would have had conversations, it would have been like you think about the amount of of people of colour in various different sports around the world who've come from oppressed regimes and even come from situations that we've seen in the last 30 years. Like I, I've known Pete all my life and we've often talked about this in terms of what he would have endured as a kid and wouldn't have been seen as racist. Now will be seen as absolutely abhorrent behaviour in just in day-to-day talk. So It's like it's it's this is where we are. We're in a society which does which is which on a moral compass is moving in the right direction. But actually, underneath that, the real population hasn't isn't up with the moral compass. But at least if the moral compass is guided in the right way, it will bring people along gradually. But it will take a while for that to happen. Do you know what you touched
0: on there, Phil? Before we finish on that, you touched on something (laughs) there um, about the the racism thing and the the people being oppressed and it, it the oppressed people are. I don't want to have a dig at England again, right? And there's a lot of English people in the chat. A lot of English people follow our channel and listen to the shows and all that. But England as a nation are, um, imperialist, colonial, all that stuff. They were the oppressors. So naturally they have that uh, sort of oppressive nature. I'm not about the normal person on the street. I'm not I'm about sort of as a, as a nation. But if you look at the James McLean issues over the years for refusing to wear a poppy, never done that. Um, never done anything really divisive about it. never came out and said and he just didn't wear a poppy and came out time and time again and explained the reason and why and the abuse he gets for that do you know what i mean people don't want you know we fought we won the war for your free speech oh no not that free speech do you know what i mean once your free speech is in line with air free speech and you know that's not right do you know what I mean? That is not right. And that's the thing. People, you won't change that mentality and you won't change that mindset. But the one thing to do was to make it uncomfortable for the people who oppose that. That would be my take on it. Make Don't let them have a, an easy ride. Shane, I just want to jump in because
1: I want to bring it back to football. Taking that free speech into mind then, um, Pete I, thanks for the views but like how does that feed into the fact that international football is shite absolutely
2: well I think the fact that it's so bad to be honest with you Phil has, has you just given, want to distract has, us is that what I, it is no no has, it has made that platform easily accessible Really, I mean, it's so bad. I mean, you look at tonight, for example, look at Spain versus Sweden. And, you know, I did I do my homework as I always did. And, you know, I look at, but first of all, you start from the game and you look at the entire front six, if you will, five of the front six being replaced before the 75th minute. I mean, Luis Enrique is a decent coach, you know, but you're, you're looking at you're looking at two sets of players. I mean, you look at the Swedish side, I think two of them are playing with Krasnodar, three or four of them are playing back in Sweden, um, you know, two or three of them have have had their best years in the SPL with Celtic. You're talking about a very Walkman-like four-four-two, and you look at Spain. You know, I, I see a couple of players who aren't playing for that their clubs. I look at Rodri, who's in and out. To be honest, I look at Pau Torres, who's a kid. You know, Marcus Jurande. Okay, he's won the league. Coke Walkman-like. Fern, Fernand Torres hasn't done anything yet with his career. Obviously, will Morata is the best, worst centre-forward I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nobody seems to own him, whether it's Juventus yeah. or Atletico Madrid. Nobody seems to want to <coughs> own him. Almo, uh, who's, to be honest, if this was a Spain squad 10 years ago, wouldn't be anywhere near this. It, I just, you know, uh, Laporte, who wasn't Spanish until six weeks ago. Um, I, like, to, to be quite honest with you, the, the standard of international football, I mean, Phil, Phil, you've been saying this for a long, long time, and I've been kind of like, oh, come on now, Phil. It's international football. But this tournament, it's not just because Ireland aren't there. (laughs) Um, This tournament really, I mean, look at England even. You know, Calvin Phillips, their best player the other day. You know, there's a lot of players playing with top clubs there. And as a cohesive unit, it's just not there. It looks pedestrian championship standard. It looks tentative. It's predictable. You know, the Holland game, even they're saying it was game of the tournament. It was a good 45 minutes. The second half, the first 15, 20 minutes of the first half was about missing pretty simple chances, to be honest with you. This is a bad tournament, guys. International football is in the toilet. And that's, you know, to be honest with you, why other things are getting a platform. And that was my entire point, to be honest with you. It's international football's poor.
1: Yes. How, how's your love for the for the international footballs uh, that they're kicking at the moment?
3: Uh, listen, I, I t- think um, we've probably spoke, we've touched on this before, maybe on, on, on the forum, and uh, it's worth t- touching on again, obviously, because it's topical with the Euros. But, like, I'm sure, listen, we can all remember the times I used to get a no home school because Ireland lands down on no floodlights, to me. I got the no home to finish 15 minutes early to post home in the dark to watch Ireland playing and everything, everything else. And I'd I be, I be similar. To Pete, I'm I'm not a fan of it. It's workman like it. It it makes it all the worse we're not there because there's not, there's a lot of teams, the majority of teams aren't very good and we still can't fucking qualify. (laughs) But having said that, it's basically, it's this since the the dawn of the Champions League and the money has been, uh, that's becoming the the biggest show in town. You touched on it last week, I think, Phil's basically saying since uh, the the France 98 was the last real World Cup and, and since then. The, the money element that's gone into club football to get the best teams, to get the best players, to get to get the best TV deals, the TV rights. It's not the World Cup anymore. It's 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 all about the European Cup and the Champions League. And listen, I, I, I'll hold my hand up. I would be the first man dressed head to toe in green and the bills or, or certainly would have been before me. daughter was born um, into the bills are on the bandwagon following Ireland. That there, there, there really is. Not too many things better in Ireland to qualify for the tournament, but now general it's probably only going to be the three group games, and then we're we're heading home. But it's great. But listen, um, as far we don't generally get there, and it's kind of a damning indictment when you tune into an awful lot of tournaments, and the general consensus from everybody is really there's not really a standout team.
1: Yeah, uh, Keith, I'm going to leave you to last because I want to segue yeah. into. That the next topic, right? But uh my, my view is it's well 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 established at this stage. Um international football died when football in football became global. Right, Dan that—that's the nineteen ninety eight. Is is the cut off point? It's like uh, after that's Champions League football all the way. And we've never had—we've never had a truly great tournament since then. We've had touched on your uh, World Cup two thousand and six in Germany. That was—that was probably the closest we got to it. We talk about Irish people talk about your two thousand and two because we have very fond memories and going to get knocked out by Spain in a penalty shoot out. And um, there's lots of fond memories there. But in reality, we haven't had a truly great tournament again since France ninety eight. And um, so anyone that was born after ninety eight, hardship. Um, but in in this tournament is an absolute pig's ear, um, for a start because the new format's poxy. Um, nobody knows what's going on. I turn on to see Belgium playing uh, Russia, and Belgium are the home team, and the match is being played in Leningrad. It's like I just don't know what's going on, right? So, like, I just was right. I'm done. I'm done. Um, and also for anyone that's listening, that's a Marxist reference for you as well. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <about> that, eh? <laughs> I was, just, I was, Mar- I was, was
3: wondering, wondering. I was wondering whether that was on purpose or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, and then then you turn on. Honestly, it's the stupidest thing I've ever. Seen. If England win the, win this thing, they'll have played one match outside of Wembley. Yeah, six mm. out
0: of seven games, or something, isn't it?
1: Is in is in Wembley? What's the point? Look, where where's the, where's the fairness in, the, in this tournament? Surely international football is meant to be fair, right? Um, the idea of a tournament that a, it strips away the home advantage and everyone gets a fair shot in the tournament itself and it's about the best teams. It's meant to be the best, best teams playing in an equal environment where they rise to the top on neutral ground, right? With the exception of the host nation. And we all know that, right? Mm. And very few host nations win the tournaments and it's been statistically proven over time. But there's now a question, mark. <laughs> who is the team? What are the groups? I don't even know what the groups are. Yeah, I don't know if mm. everyone's played or not played. Um, I turn on, the, the. it looks like a bunch of Pro Evo 09 regents. Like there's a fellow called Elmo playing for Spain. What's that mm, about? Oh, last time he was on, on Sesame Street. There's mm. uh, Jared, Jared Moreno. I made him up in FIFA 14. That was the last <laughs> time I played <laughs> but he, And he looks like a cart horse running mm. around the pitch, plodding around like mad. Thiago's on the bench uh, mm. without a doubt of class. Um, and, <laughs> I've Watched so some four, highlights four, four, four groups,
3: three teams come out with it. The, the, yeah. the three, am I right, Keith? The three, the yeah. four best places come out. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. nearly as bad as Keith is going to come on to Copa American Commonwealth. Nearly as bad as this this year. Like, it's, no, but the, yeah. this is this is
1: this is <laughs> essentially
3: scandalous.
1: UEFA went to the guy and they asked the guy, How do I make <laughs> the do tournament that the makes Super the, 8. The, the initial knockout rounds irrelevant. Right, uh, because essentially, if three teams come out of a four-team group, what's the point? You could just do. You go back to what they did in nineteen ninety and just draw lots to see who the worst team is in the group, mm. kick them out, skip a hole out of the tournament, and get on to the business stage where teams actually have to play against each other, and it's worth something. Um But yeah, genuinely, genuinely, as I said, the and, and, and come on, to Keith. Just for me, looking at this tournament, I just don't see. I don't see the buy-in on, on previous tournaments. You could always see the buy-in. You could always see the war-class player. You could see the the, the war-class team. France had that look. The only thing that's probably dragging me in a wee bit is the fact that France are killing each other in their in their team camp. When they get knocked out, yeah. I, I, I saw some of the England match. Fuck me, I turned it off. Absolutely diabolical. Yeah. And then I saw the narrative that was going on afterwards that there was a real strong performance with England. For a start, I didn't know half the fellas playing. And when I watched them, I don't want to know half the players playing because they're yeah. shy. That's basically it, right? So it's like you'll never see them playing in the Champions League final. So that's that's the main thing like that's, that you're getting over that Swedish team is, is, is a gem to knock out England at some stage, right? Just They, they just sit there for, for 96 minutes and score in the 97th minute with a bone over the top and your man Isaac will run on and score against it. Mm. Um, so yeah, look, uh, all being told, um, I completely get why the lack of interest, it's 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 the off... Yeah, uh, uh, Laura Duffy, that's great. It's, it's, it is the off-field drama that's probably going to drag people into this tournament because yeah. there seems to be a lot of that out. There seems to be a lot of unhappy camps. There seems to be a lot of And that's dragging me. I'm I'm more interested in the stories around the pitch at this moment in time than I am what what's going on the pitch, because what's going on the pitch is poxy. Whereas Keith, you're currently watching Argentina versus Chile at the moment. So we should oh, yeah. we all turn off the Euros and start watching the COVID Oh,
0: Messi is after calling in a free kick there to put Argentina 1 0 up against Chile. Fantastic. Wonderful. But in all serious, are we going on to my subject now, yeah? Yeah, it may as well. Yeah, I'm sick stuff, of of no, but you know, it's sort to of toys in. I love the Copa America. It's it's out of all the tournaments, it's my favorite, and the reason it's my favorite, and they've been trying to make a bollocks of it for a few years now, is that there's only ten teams in it this year, right? There's ten South American teams now. Australia and Qatar were invited in, and they had to pull out at the last minute. Even then, you, you've got two groups of of six or whatever. As it is, it's two groups of five. The Euros used to be good when it was smaller competition, but then you have the breakaway of all these nations, the breakup and Russia suddenly has eight or nine, ten countries, Yugoslavia has five or six, you know, and, and there's so many more countries now to get involved. And the qualities just went to shit Like and UEFA are just throwing more and more teams into it. Like we're gonna have a 64 team World Cup and yeah. it it probably sixty-four team Euros soon as well. You know, it's 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 just madness. Where is the cop it's it's 10 teams. It's, you know, the same teams are there. You know who you're getting. You know who's going to be there. Some of them are garbage, like Bolivia are traditionally the worst team in South America in these things. You'll still look and see a player that you don't know because it still retains that bit of mystery that European football doesn't anymore. And and, they, the
3: and they and they play at a million fucking feet
0: above sea level as well, Keith. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Six Bolivia. minutes in and the other teams are bleeding bollocks and gasping for yeah. oxygen. But that they're the little things, they're the little tweaks. Like you go in there and you could have Brazil could be the best team in the world back in the nineties when they had Ronaldo, a uh, Romario, all these guys, world champs. They go to they go to Bolivia and they go to Paraguay and all these high altitude places and they can't run for sure. And they're the little the little quirks and all that you enjoy about this. I love the Copa. I think it's brilliant. But we're also seeing now the grade coming into it because. Uh, If if people don't know, there's a a global pandemic out there, COVID-19, and they come up all doing everything to get this tournament played, despite countries not wanting a part of it and the team's not wanting a part of it. So it was meant to be held in Colombia and Argentina the first time it was going to be a joint um, hosting of the tournament. Colombia they pulled out Pete will probably be aware that this is mm. fact that his, his good uh, lady wife is a Colombian but there's political unrest there there's protests going on all over the place against people the people being President. killed on the
2: streets yeah sexually
0: assaulted killed disappeared and like it's madness what's going on there mm. and it's down and you'll probably know more than correct me if I'm wrong people what I was reading on it is like you know tax increases and health cuts and all these sort of things due to COVID and the president's yeah. just lashing them in there and the people are going bleeding mad over this so it was meant to be going there they're like nope can't guarantee the safety while not having that I think even the final actually was supposed to be held in Barranquilla if I'm, I am yeah. be wrong uh, yeah, yeah so it it was meant to be there they cancelled it they pulled out so Argentina right yous have it on your own if you if need it they go ask his neighbors you know chile might be able to put a game on paraguay might be able to put a game on but argentina like now covid's going through the roof here we can't do this and at that point you're thinking right this is out the window Cancel. scrap it the only logical thing because brazil is up to its bollocks in covid cases so that's a non-runner can you host it i don't think so but now goes to brazil brazil have i wrote this down the second highest death toll in the world due to COVID, the 486,000 deaths and 17 and a half million cases of COVID. How they've said that they can do it is beyond me. But then you hear the last Copa America in 2019, <laughs> I think, made Comeball $120 million just from hosting. It. And when you hear those figures, and I know right, there's not going to be fans at it, so it's not going to be that high. But when you start hearing those figures, you know what the reasoning is. I mean, yeah. you hear the Brazilian players, Allison, all the Brazilian players, T-Day, the coach, they came out and said, we don't want this. But we're going to do it because Brazil called. Do you know what I mean? Brazil's telling us that we want to have it. So we're going to have it. Yeah. But it kicked off there over the weekend. right? We're on, I think, the third game. We had Brazil played um Venezuela doing you know yeah. won three the nil. Uh-huh. It was a it was a yeah it was a, a a little dirty man. I love that about South American football, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. But you had your you had your um Neymar gets a goal, Marquinhos scored and Gabby goal, uh, Barbosa gets a goal. So yeah. Brazil got off to a flyer they're happy. Last night I don't know if anyone saw the Colombia Ecuador game last night, the goal um the Edwin Cardona free kick. About six passes, and they think they're in. It looked like he was squared up for a shot. Don't know. Like,
1: that's just uh, let the civil What do you call this? Yeah,
0: Guardiola. Spain's, yeah.
1: Spain's Euro hopes going past at
0: the <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Getting sent for Luis Enrique. But um, they, yeah, you're the about Ecuador one nil last night, and then we've Argentina are on at the moment against Chile one nil. Messi gets it it gets a peril. Because as I said, in our in South America you see players that you don't know. We all know Messi and Neymar and these guys. But I've given a little list, right, because I hate these people who are know-it-alls that watch football all the time, but you know they don't watch football all the time because there's not enough hours in the day, right, to watch the football that these people claim to know. I'm not naming any names. But I'm one of these characters as well by, by the looks of it. Pedigree chum. You'll know what I mean. There you go. There you, go. you said it. <laughs> but... Um, the thing I love doing I watch a lot of um, Cop of Liberty Doris, all that sort of stuff I don't watch Premier League football people think oh I, I give me opinion about pre-. if Liverpool aren't playing I don't watch Premier League Man United Man City going for the I wouldn't watch it I'd watch Fair City or Coronation Street instead not a chance I'd watch any of that shit. but I do watch a lot of South American football because that's just what I like so I get a few players to look out for I'll quickly go through this I won't bore you but um, there's a lot of Uruguay called Facundo Torres, right? And he plays for Penarol, and he is a, he's a forward player now. I don't know if he's gonna start, but he might figure. He is the business. Look out for him. He's only won 21, but he's been in Milan. Um, mm. I don't know why they haven't got a washout, but he only cost about 12 million, uh, 12 million dollars or something like that. So you get the deal. Do you know you got the young um, player off Penaral as well. There's a lot of talent coming through there, but there's two Ecuadorians, right? Gonzalo Plata is 20, Sporting lisbon winger, played last night on the right wing, and a guy who signed for Brighton, right? He's only 19, and his name is Mois Casado. Mm -hmm. Brighton signed this young player, right? He is the best midfield talent I've seen in South America in years. This fella is made for the Premier League, so watch out for him. He's a centre mid, right? He's only 19. He hasn't had a sniff at Brighton this young flit is going to be bleeding mustard do you see the likes of um, what's your man's name that everyone knows Basuma off um, mm. Brighton, Brighton. Like when he gets sold and this young flit gets in box to box passing midfield like this young flit is the business so I'll watch out for him if he gets a sniff the new Lucas thing. is he New Lucas Leiva, the new Lucas Leiva. I thought you would appreciate that feel, yeah. New Lucas new tays, By all accounts, to be yeah. No, he is. He's this young for his quality, but mm. that's what I enjoy runs about it. Porridge. There was a point to me. Yeah, <laughs> runs in porridge. That's it. Very stodgy. Mm. Uh, likes a sideways pass, but no, that's no, what we
1: But just not good, like where most footballers played in the world.
0: This is it. On no, but you know what? That's what I love about the copy is discovering these players that not that nobody knows because I don't talk to people. I don't stop people in the street and say, yeah, I've an Ecuadorian midfielder fired None of that shit. I just watch it for myself <laughs> and because I enjoy it. And if we look back at the Euros, right? I was watching, you know the way football's coming home because England won the Euros this year. Mm, There's been yeah. a lot of TV stuff about Euro 96, <laughs> right? And I remember looking at it and thinking... It's probably the last tournament where you'd get these players that would surprise you coming out of nowhere. And Matoyas Sama was the best player in that tournament by a but he'd done all his good work because Dieter Oils covered for him in every mm. game. And Dieter Royals went in the whole the midfield player and sat in every time Sama went on a run. And no one ever heard of Dieter Royals.
2: Do you know what I oh, mean? And, was, and it's, in fairness, he was very workman like oh, he, he was, so he, but he was it.
0: quality and he, he was yeah. doing his job, Pete. But he, it, was always six, yeah. this, it was always this thing that you'd still find these players. A Russian fellow, I can't think of his name, um, Scores a Beauty against, I think it was the Czechs or Croatia or something like that. And these fellas, it was the last time we felt that you'd be finding these little gems at tournaments. Do you know what I mean? Like, Because football, you touched on it there, Phil. 98, it went globalized and it went commercialized and all that. It did. And, and it ties in because that's why... Have no interest in it now. We see too much football and too much yeah, European
2: football. You look at the last Euros, for example, when uh, Hal Robson-Kanu sent half of the the Belgians' defence for a hot dog. I mean, he was a free agent doing that. Yeah. Now, normally speaking, in normal times, he'd have got a big he'd got a big move somewhere. But afterwards, he struggled to get a contract. I think it was he was finished at Reading. He, he struggled to get a contract with West Brom. And I think that was on the last day of the window. So it's just not even the window that it used to be, international football. And funny, you talk about Matthias Sammer. I mean, that guy that guy would have been an absolute world beat if it wasn't for two very, very bad knees. But those days are over. Those days of picking up good players. I mean, I, I look at, for example, Conor Washington had a very good tournament for Northern Ireland when they qualified. Nobody took a chance on him. Q- QPR, I think, gave him a new contract. Nobody t- takes a chance on, on these players. It's As Phil says, it's fellas that do well in the Champions League for a round or two. If you're playing with a Slavia Prague and you go far in, in the Champions League or if you go far in the, in the Europa like For example, Pau Torres will sign for a big big, big, big club after winning the, the US. But international windows for, for players now, it's, it's just gone. It's gone. Yeah. In fairness, Phil, you
3: you love the copper this year because Luke he said there's there's two t- two groups of five and eight teams are going through four in each group <laughs> into the quarterfinals. <laughs> One team is getting knocked out point? Like he said it's been a it's been a horror show because the other yeah. two couldn't travel for and COVID, and then and then what 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 people didn't know was then was Columbia were hosting. Mm. As where Argentina, the, the most northernly and southerly points on the continent, right yeah. on a huge continent. Brazil were based in Colombia, but they were barred from traveling to Colombia due to COVID restrictions in Colombia. They were not going to be allowed in. They were like the the country Colombia had, had shut up shop from Brazil due to the cases, and then that's what they. W- like, I text Keith or I put on the WhatsApp when Tim Vickery is on, uh, and you'd, you'd get him around his Brazilian, the English based, uh, English yeah. Brazilian based journalist. He's absolutely brilliant. I would urge anyone to, 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 Tim to uh, yeah, yeah, Tim Vickery. Really to listen to stuff. No, 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 uh, no, he, he's, he's um, the BBC, he's, he, what, he's he BBC, the BBC journalist, P, Yeah, I think so. He's, he's the best America. freelancer. American,
1: freelancer. He writes for the Guardian as well. Yeah, oh, exactly. and
3: he's he's absolutely he's fantastic. But he was talking about coming about like what Keith said that they pay the bills to make the money, the TV routes are sold. But because uh, the World Cup qualifiers were cancelled the last round due yeah. to COVID and the state in South America, the South American teams have there's buckets of qualifiers left in, yeah. in order to get them sorted for next year for the for the next World Cup. And he's Tim Vickery is basically saying. The uh, copper should be scrapped, and they should use that time to play the World Cup qualifiers because he he basically doesn't know how they're going to squeeze them all in and fit them all in. He said it's an absolute shit show from top to bottom. but come the ball have to pay the bill. So oh, they be, paid it. It. They'll, be playing. But, yeah. they'll be playing. Do you know what? Yeah.
0: You, you look at the likes of Venezuela. Do Venezuela have a, a decent enough young team. Eight COVID cases on the eve of the tournament. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Bolivia, the the probably the worst team in it. Three or four of their that players COVID and they're all just going to get riddled they're all going to get rinsed with this bleeding thing and they just no one has an appetite for it at the moment and with the exception maybe a Messi who wants to get one under his belt before he retires, I think they'd all just happily jack it in because that was right you know where are they going to play these games and from a selfish point of view as well like if you look at Liverpool we don't want air players cramming in games as well you know and we've got You know, three players in the squad currently that are Brazilian internationals. You don't want them getting every
2: time. Every time Andrew Robertson makes a a run down that left hand side, I think to myself, any minute now, his hamstring's gonna pop. (laughs) I I couldn't give two shits if he plays well for Um. Scotland.
1: I think I'm I'm sort of leaning more towards Keith's camp. The fact that the Copa America is full of lads that you have no idea who they are yeah. makes it an attractive tournament to watch, right? Mm. I, I I there's there's nothing better than an international tournament where you're having a breeze who they are. Well, saying that, I have no idea who the Regens are that are playing in the European Championships. <laughs> I was on yeah. the Holland game last night, yeah, and I was yeah. like, Don that's a town in Scotland.
2: What's yeah, he was he, a, he was playing for Aruba, you know, yeah, three or four did, years ago. You, you, stick,
0: for Aruba.
1: you mm. stick on. Somebody was playing for Finland and he grew up in our town. There was another fella, Tommy Delaney, playing for Denmark or something and yeah. he grew up over in Cabra. Like, mm. you know, I'm, I'm there going, Rice and Grealish, both of them, both of them good local Crumlin and Drimna fellas. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they're going, loads of these Irish lads have just gone off and sort of mercenary themselves around Europe. Well, um, but at the same time, I look at these teams and I'm going, these don't look anything near the teams that I grew up watching when it came to international football. The team, the the squads are few and far between that you even recognize who the players are. That Spanish squad tonight, like, and okay, I don't watch as much football as I may have done five or six years ago. Fuck me, like, I I barely recognized anyone, you know what I mean?
2: The front three, I mean, just awful. Awful. But this is
1: like, this is what I'm saying. So, you know, you look at it, you look at the English team, and it seems to Cowed itself down to the the great god of Harry Kane, who's who's crap. i going to be honest with you. Like in tw- in twenty years, nobody's going to remember Harry Kane. They're not going to remember anything he's ever he ever did. It'd be a bit like Shearer. He'll, he'll just be doing. He'll be putting it on the television. That's what you remember him as. Right? I, th-
3: I think I think you're, I think, you're, I, think you're, I think you're spot on, Phil, as regards what like what Keith was saying. Because with social media and the internet, it's very easy to look at players, but people generally like follow people in their own bubble. So we Liverpool and stuff like that. So people aren't really open to seeing. South American players, and, and as much as the, obviously they would, um, in the Premier League and stuff like that. You look at either you, you were probably at the game, didn't Brazil come to down in the late mid yeah, yeah. 80s? Liam Brady and the, the goal, and and to, like, like around that time, Shanoba knew who the like you knew who the Brazilian players were, but you couldn't flick on your phone and go on YouTube and look nope. at a highlight reel of, of, um. Revelino, or whoever you know what I mean, whoever yeah. rocked up, would have been Mar- the big one because
0: he scores in 82, yeah. you know, and just so, like that. Like
3: the the, and then, in them days, like that, yeah, France, uh, coming as well, didn't they, with Platini and stuff like that? So, like, people obviously knew them players from reading, reading the papers, but my point is, like, it wasn't just a flick onto your phone, get onto YouTube, what's this fella about? Whereas. What Keith is saying now with the live the door is you're able to do that, but you will have to kind of search out these names of the players and search them out and have a real interest in, in, in finding the milk rather than the stuff that's ran down your throat yeah. uh, every day as regards across the water
1: here to me and th- th- um, this probably leads us into the next thing Danny Murphy, Colin or Yarzraval or Like let's be honest about it. If you look at that Spanish team, it just looks like it, it genuinely looks like a bunch of pro Evo regen names. Like there's not there's not a serious player there. <laughs> Unoy Simon, that's just like taking Unoy Emery and a fellow called Simon that used to play <laughs> back and stick him in a goal, right? You've got Pau Torres. That's just <laughs> taking Fernando Torres and sticking somebody else's name.
0: Fernando Torres and Tepeu.
1: Yeah, mm. Almo, that used to be a program on CBS, right? Almo's landing <laughs> or, Almo's or it was. So yeah, they make porridge as well. Um you've got Jared Moreno, there's Jared and Moreno, we put it together we make a player. And mm. then we have um yeah. Fernan Torres. Fernando Torres again, just find the things. Jordi Alba, you know, he's real, so you have to have a couple yeah. of real ones in it just yeah. just to <laughs> keep, just keep it? To right?
3: Fernando <laughs> Torres is definitely Fernando Torres region then yeah, years ago, uh, bro. Hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: It's like when they had Kyle Walker-Phillips. Do you remember he just appeared to replace Kyle Walker? Yeah. It's That's like championship manager him. stuff. That's yeah, championship yeah, yeah. manager. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So it's like, Pedri is the future of Spain. Is he, yeah? Pedro. Ah, Pedro remember is him? Really well, Pedri Pedro. is just Pedro
2: yeah. with a different job. Do, do, do you remember when to <laughs> get true. an international cap, you actually had to be the present? I uh, don't want to rain on that lad's parade. He's made, made a good point. But this is the thing about international football. It's a mixture of players from the, you know, couple from the past. A couple from the future, but nothing, nothing. For the anyone that's from the present is on the bench. I mean, you're playing against a walkman like Swedish team who are going to set up in two banks. I'll of talk four. about
1: football again. I talk about regen names. <laughs> no, no, which is much more. Forget about that. It's true. This tournament, this tournament is about making up names. So I challenge anyone in the comments <laughs> to keep an eye out and see who come up with the best regen name they've seen in the tournament so far. Um And I Jordan have have Larson, like Jordan Larson,
2: Jordan Larson,
0: I'll, I'll go Swedish with that.
1: Yeah, I, I, Henrik Larson's just, son. Henrik yeah. Berg's son, Magnus Berg, missed the mm. sitter at the back post with him, right? Um, Chris Isaac. That's Chris Isaac's son that used to write yeah. the song off. <laughs> Wicked of games,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah
1: Wicked games. <laughs> He's a great singer. You should see him in the changing room after a match. I Brilliant. Fair
0: heating in it, in fairness.
1: <laughs> exactly. Mo Sadam left back. So, <laughs> All right. That, that, there is. Yeah. So I want to see. I want to see. I want. To, I want. To, everyone next week. I want to know who your best regen name you've seen across the course of the tournament. Who was? Um. Who was in? I was looking at that Holland team yesterday. Still has me baffled. Uh, they still has me. Those fellas on there. Doom. A prune or something like where did they get him from? And then your man Zorkev, Yuri Zorkev. Playing for Russia, that was like they, they had no idea who the Russian footballers were, and had to keep yeah. one of them out of retirement just to turn up, so that we knew it was the Russian team. They, they tried to
3: get
0: have the, players that go into their forties.
3: Just that, they, just that, just on That they uh, do you hear that? I, I know you didn't hear it because you didn't watch it. Oh, Phil. Oh, they oh. tried to get a out of tournament to come back and play in this <laughs> yeah, tournament, yeah, tournament, and I mean, the things I mean, things must be very bad if they are trying to get him back. He must he have was, a million was college. absolutely yeah and go. He was yeah. absolutely poisoning his prime, and they tried to get him out of the
2: tournament problem is <laughs> The play is he played <laughs> he played in good sides so he yeah. got away with it so oh, he's, just he's terrible one yeah thing, he's, he's one ter- terrible
1: I, listen listen I looked at Ukraine and they had random South American lads playing for them and everything it was like yeah, they had to just Mar-Los. get fellas in just, just Marlos so I say Mar- Marlos Marlos that's just a make you up name but this sort of takes me on to the next bit because the TV coverage um, and mm. I want to talk particularly around the the Christian Ericsson, um piece as well and Shane this is your topic so um mm. Since we talked about regents, go on. T- take us into the to the TV coverage and, and what you've seen going on and, and what your thoughts are around this.
3: No, look, I think it's this isn't the fucking special topic or anything like that. I'm not going to be saying it, and that hasn't been said already. But just with it being uh, on tonight, it's topical, obviously, as well. Just the television coverage around what happened to Christian Eriksson. I mean, um, like the camera. Um, being panned on him when he's getting treatment for a cardiac arrest on the pitch so much so that his, his not whether the teammates knew that uh, that was the the television covers around, maybe they did from the screen. They, they, they formed a ring around them and then the camera pans to his partner. It was obviously inconsolable as to, as to what's going on. And we're, listen, we're living in a, we're living in a world where like a streaker will run on the pitch and the camera will go off the commentator and say, Oh, we've, we've a streaker on the pitch. Um just awful awful people the, the directors of the television companies just tone deaf and um and even bringing it on from that slightly i heard peter Schmeichel on today who really let the kettle of the bag yeah. basically saying what people already knew that denmark were given three options they were told you can play it uh tomorrow one o'clock or, or whatever you could you could finish the 50 minutes tomorrow the the 24 hours later and um, they could finish it there and then Um or they were told they'd have to forfeit the game 3 0. And now, for that to happen, like he's obviously getting that inf- first hand information, Casper. Yeah. Uh, and um, for stuff like that to happen with uh, people, like it goes back to, I know you were, were very good on the Super League stuff, particularly yourself, that it you, comes back to like your way for being the good guys and crying in the corner, saying, Oh, look what's happened to us there. The big big clubs are cheating on us, basically, and trying to go out and do this. The, you wife for disgusting, they're absolutely yeah. disgusting. They will they will find Nicholas Benton for wearing paddy power boxer shorts and pulling them up when he scores a goal. But when the teams are when fans are monkey chants and everything like that, like England and Bulgaria, they'll be handed a fucking 10 grand fine. You away yeah. for your absolutely rotten and disgusting to the core. So, Doesn't listen, that look like I said, it was a topic that I uh, wasn't going to be saying it and that it uh, wasn't said already. But I thought the, the coverage around the television coverage around. Yeah, uh, what happened to Erickson, uh, particularly, particularly showing partner inconsolable? Yeah. It was it was that was fucking that was just
2: that was wrong? That was, that that over was just that coverage, wrong? Mm. But the huge, huge kudos, huge kudos to the lads in, in the studios. Ian Wright was up in arms, he kept tweeting every five minutes, When are you going to turn it off? When are you mm-hmm. going to? And he's sitting in one of the studios, cut the mm-hmm. live feed, cut, cut the live feed. Yeah. So there is some decency out there, yeah, yeah. 100%. I've
0: seen someone saying today that, um, and it's probably a very valid point. You know, probably I don't. Probably a very valid point that they can't go straight back to the studio because a lot of the time the people aren't sitting in the studio; they're yeah. going off and getting makeup done and all that sort of thing. But surely they could have got back quick. Okay. Do you know what I mean? If that's, you know yeah, that's they're watching the match and they and no matter what channel you're watching on, whether it was BBC or in Ireland, I was watching it on RTE, and you know, the visible shock of the pundits in the studio was, it was palpable. Yeah. It was palpable, right? Like, but you'd rather that than have to watch, you know, it was like they were trying to sneak a picture of Christian Erickson. Do you know what I mean? Like the players form the guard. One of the, the most beautiful things I've seen. Horrific. But you know these lads. Someone said, you know, these aren't forty-year-old men, fifty-year-old men. These are twenty-year-olds. You know, mid-twenties, early thirties, and their mate is on the ground, and they don't know what's wrong with the fella. And do you know what I mean? There had to be. A, there has to be something that could have could have been done to stop that. That was spot on to go in and zoom in on his partner. And, you know, for all she knows. Our, our partner or our husband, I don't know if they're married, they think they're they're just partners. Is lying dead on a football pitch. 29 years old, he's lying dead on a football pitch. Do you know, okay. don't, there's no need to look at that.
1: Like, my, my take on this is that, you know, if this was the first time it happened, I can understand why, why TV companies or whatever... Yeah. Wouldn't know what to do, but we've had multiple incidents. We yeah. had Mark Vivian foA drop dead, and um, there was TV coverage of that that yeah. sets your that sets your precedent from His that point. Face is
3: plastered f- front page in the newspapers, filled yeah. yeah. laying uh, dead yeah. but, on the ground. But, to
1: the but, but, but Shane, that's my point. Hmm. We've had precedent set, right? We had uproar about the pictures being plastered all over the papers at the time, and um, the videos always get out on the, online, no matter what happens, they're always out there, um, and then it's up to the TV companies to have the protocol in place that if something that looks potentially serious happens that you cut away yeah. from it, right? If 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 they can cut away from a streaker and just show random parts of the pitch and the crowd while yeah. things are going on, there's absolutely no reason why they can't have the same protocol in place that if a player collapse for a non- what appears to be injury-based thing that looks serious. And you could tell it was serious. Like you could yeah. tell from the outset, if it takes Anthony Taylor less than 20 seconds to react and the players react and it takes Simon Kerr under 10 seconds to react that there's something wrong here, then that's the same reaction time for the, for the, for the cameras. Um, I, I, I actually think from a cameraman's perspective, you can, I can understand the logic why you would naturally zoom in to see what was going on, because they would naturally zoom in on most things, right? That's part of yeah. what they do, but it's the director's job to cut yeah. away. Right? It's the director who goes to cut. It's not necessarily the cameraman. It's the director's job to cut away from the shot because he's in control of the cameras and what people are seeing. And they've multi-cameras scattered around the stand so they can move it away from anything what they, what they want to do and, put, and train it anywhere. So you can still have a live feed going out. The commentators are still talking about it. It's the same as if a streaker, as I said, a streaker appears on the pitch. That's exactly what they do. <clears throat> so that's what gets me. On this and in this particular matter, because as much as people are moaning about people retweeting what was shown on television, what was shown on television, it's, it's 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 crazy. But I will say that the standards across Europe differ from country to country in terms of what they do show. Even across the globe, like as uh, as well stated on here, I'm a huge NFL fan, but they show injuries all the time, and they show like and they show it in slow motion, they show you the injury happening and from multiple angles just to show you how bad the injury was. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. this is you know depending on where you are, people know. That in certain instances, injuries and stuff like that sells views. It sells clicks and it sells engagement. And I hate breaking it down that this is what yeah. it gets down to for football companies and horrible elitist monoliths and megalo meg. What's what's the word they use? It's not even a corporation. It's gone beyond it. But the mm. UEFA in itself won't care because those videos being shared will have the will have the sponsors boards on the background And I know this sounds horrific, but mm. ultimately that's all sells. Because it brings it back to something happened in the way for European championships and the likes of ESPN News and the States will have on that something happened that allows them to sell, spell more because it puts it in front of more eyes. And that's what they're talking about. It's 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 terrible in terms of, of, of what people are looking at. right? Um,
0: but as Davo said, the last thing they were concerned about was the players welfare, because, you know, I don't care if Christian Eriksen sent a FaceTime and says, look, lads, I'm golden, go out there and play. The trauma and the shock that they went through and the Finnish players as well, not just the Danish players, the Finnish players are there as well. You know, it was an awful fucking predicament to have to go out and play that game. If we look back, right, we're all Liverpool fans and I'll lean more to Pete and Phil on this because they're older than me. But if you think back to Hoysel, right, and Hoysel happens and the game gets played. Now, the atmosphere of the game, you know, its it shouldn't have been played. The players all say it now the game shouldn't have gone ahead because their frame of mind wasn't right. And that's from fighting in in the stands, in in the crowds. This is a mate of theirs. This is a fella that has 119 caps. And that Danish team, you know, a lot of the Scandinavian teams we spoke about Sweden earlier, they all come through and there'll be a lot of them will have played together for years. Like that, It's not like it was Christian Eriksen. We don't know him. They all know him. It's, It's one of their pals. He's one of the main men. And he's lying on the ground, like, fighting for his life. This goes back, to... Keith,
2: this, but this goes all the way back to something that Jorgen Klopp said when he was confronted, I think, by that idiot, Des Kelly. Yeah. And Jorgen Klopp made a very clear point, an eight-minute point, and said, none of, basically, none of you broadcasters are going to care and you don't care, you only care about having Liverpool on three, three 12 o'clock kickoffs in a row for your television schedule, none of you will care until something serious happens to one of the players, now he obviously didn't mean life or death, but we all knew that when you disrupt the rhythm, and we've all played here, but when you disrupt the rhythm of a player, the body reacts in a different way, Christian Eriksen doesn't understand what happened to him, He does, and now he needs to understand, but I can tell you you can take it, you can take a guess when you disrupt the, the, the walking rhythm of a professionally tuned athlete, you throw his rhythm and things can happen all over the body. And Jorgen Klopp Gary Lineker Gary Lineker deleted a tweet that he made, a jokey tweet about Jorgen Klopp having a moan yeah. about these things. He deleted it last night because he knows, like a lot of the broadcasters, they know that everything that Jorgen Klopp has said is coming home through that the broadcasters. Do not care about the players. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. And they're wearing that chain. And Gary Lineker, in fairness, I don't think he's the worst of them, but he's very, very, he's Mr. Clean. He was Mr. Clean as a player, never took a yellow card, and he doesn't want to be associated with this kind of being wrong. It's now come to bear that a lad almost lost his his life and it you can track it all the way back to the insanity of the COVID situation, which was unavoidable, the insanity of the schedule that the players had to go through, and now the insanity of being of playing in a, a tournament all over the world, you know, in 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 ridiculous circumstances.
1: Can I just can I just jump in? Um, some gimp there says that Ericsson got the vaccine. Oh, it, it, it was it was set out today by days. his agent and his clubs that he didn't get the vaccine, Um he hasn't had COVID, and there was no
2: underlying medical conditions. This, this is, is, is nothing. This is nothing to do with the vaccine honestly
1: oh, and I've gotten the vaccine the I've got, i the vaccine and ran many kilometers since I, I got it yeah, and uh, 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 I'm feeling great in fact I've never run faster in my life so I'd actually, say
3: yeah, I he he actually said Edison got the vaccine so I don't know who he is but I hope he's yeah, doing maybe,
1: well maybe Ar- maybe Harrison, Harrison should get the vaccine and yeah. yeah. get the indian variant so mm. it's, uh, vaccines are great they have been improving for decades. but can I just just be on on that because I want to start to move on a wee bit on this topic because I think it's still relevant in terms of not just um what they're talking about because I I think the morally, yeah, people are right to question the decision to play on in the match, right? I think it's it's a fair point. You can see that Kasper Schmuy wasn't happy about the decision to be put into given three to to give three variations of what they could do. But the only option here is if 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 UEFA were prepared not to sanction them to have to play on in the match was to just award it a point each and abandon the game. Right, but the rule rules say that if 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 a game is abandoned and a team refuses to go back to the pitch, it, it, they're forfeiting the game to three 0 win to the other team. Right, so you're, you'd have to go and create a new rule to allow this to happen, um, or where do you fit the game in? Because there's only forty eight hours between these group so games.
2: So UEFA feel are very very good at create new rules P- and rules and rules P- that suit P- themselves. P-
1: but they, they opened themselves up to a bag of worms because you'll have then individual FAs taking out lawsuits and preventing and, and inju- putting injunctions in place to prevent them playing the next round because they breached their own rules internally. And we know that UEFA can't uphold their own rules. Let's think back to the Man-, Man City debacle where they ended up getting overruled on their own rules that they made up. So they can't defend themselves in the court. So they don't want to end up there. So I, don't, I, think, I think it's a strange um, situation to be in. But the only one that makes sense from a sporting point of view, if both teams had have agreed to just just to, to say, right, in this instance, we both want this to be recorded as a draw. Yeah. Okay, that would have required both teams to come together, and you wait for them to accept it and not give them. Well, you've got a choice: play on today, lose, forfeit the game, or play on and then not have the 48 arrows. Because clearly, the teams wanted to have the 48 arrows rest. And I agree with Laura's point that um, teams in shock aren't mm, the ones to be, making the right, yeah, to, aren't, aren't to be the ones making the right decision. Yeah. But the same teams aren't going to be able to perform on the pitch. The only real option, and I hate saying this, the only real option to play was once Christian Eriksen was removed from the pitch, and this is, sounds really rootless, was to play on the game before the players really found out a uh, uh, level gravity. of the shock to set in, the gravity of the situation to set in. Um I think that and ship had
3: probably already sailed. Yeah, up with, I, the, I think because it, ha-
1: it took so long for it to happen, so that was unlikely to go but on. So.
2: But would
3: they, like, I know, I know exactly what you're saying, the three options in the rules, and they would have had to come up with a new rule, but, like, can you imagine, like, I know UEFA are bulletproof to a certain extent, but you imagine if Denmark said we weren't going back out in UEFA, we yeah. Finland a 3-0 win? I think I think the fall, it would have been absolutely monumental. Yeah. Well, you know, they would, been, say, they would have been exposed was,
2: for what they actually are. Yeah, ex-
3: exa- exactly, Pete. Now, People. listen, I, d- I don't, I think it could have been swept under the carpet. Of, like, t- today's news is tomorrow's uh, chip yeah. paper and all that. But, uh, like... um like that, I think that would have been absolutely uproar if they if they had a forced or uh, had to put that into place. That Finland got a got a three 0 win because as 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 you said, like you look at I think one of the Irish opponents yesterday goes, you can't even analyse the game from a Denmark point of view after what happened. Like yeah. Schmeichel should save the goal. Psh, on what way is his head? Hoyerberg misses a penalty with an awful penalty. penalty. The keeper yeah. keeper could have thrown his cap on it. So like he says, you, you can't even analyse the game from a Danish point of and view. Who was you
2: know, supposed to take that penalty? Mm-hmm.
3: So oh, I mean, an there's take her, you know. Like. Exactly. there you go. The, the flip side of it. So I mean, look, it's look your wave would have had to come up with a rule and uh, no better, In, man.
0: Under the circumstances, you can probably you know you know it's 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 extenuating circumstances. It's not the rules might say you give a 3 0 win, but well, this is this is just outside the norm of the rules. Do you know what I mean? Like it's they, they they come up with a fucking solution that, that works for everyone. Call it a draw and then Denmark have to make a decision. Can they play on in the tournament or can they yeah. not? That's another kind of worms that they're opening up as well. But look, well
3: you, imagine, you imagine being in that changing room and there, there could have been a shower of hands. But yeah. Like Richie Sadler said, I think it was Richie Sadler anyway, once four or five hands go up that they want to play, like there could be fellas sitting there that that might, that might yeah. be four or five that yeah. don't want to play over twenty four or out of maybe the I don't know, the sixteen that are in the squad of the eighteen that want yeah. to, that, that don't want to play, they feel under pressure to kind of yeah. say, Oh, well, I don't want to be the one to say, Listen, yeah. I don't fancy it or whatever, which is they shouldn't have to defend how they're feeling about the situation. They don't want to play, they don't want to play.
1: Shane, I like I think that the, the bit here for me on that very topic is If three or four hands go up and say they want to play on, um, that's fine. If Mm. you have 11 players who want to play on, that's fine. But the issue is the teams are already selected. You aren't going back to selecting the 11s. So if if 15 of the 23-man squad decide that they want to play on and the other eight don't, but those other eight were eight of the the 11 that were playing on the pitch, right? Mm. You've got an issue because the eight are now being forced to play because the other 15 don't want to fall. Exactly, again. that's my
3: point. You, you, the other 15 will be torn and looking at them, hey, go, listen, lads, yeah. it's going to, majority here, can you not? And like, that isn't right. That's just no. that, that's well, not right.
2: Phil, Phil referenced earlier on the, the Cameroon-France situation in 2003 when Marc Vivian Foy unfortunately died. Um, France and Cameroon played that game and the the lineup the camera was in everybody's face and i remember in particular gregory coupe who was the leon goalkeeper at the time had been played played with mark vivian foy at mm-hmm. leon and Viv- uh, vivian foy had gone into west ham and he was it was terrible i mean it was just a terrible watch you know a terrible watch
1: and I, but then Pete, this this brings me back to my very original point on this a precedent was set at that point in time and yeah here we are all these years later and no protocols nothing has been built around what happened outside of trying to save the person on the pitch. And I also want to just point out, I know that nobody's going to be watching from Denmark or nobody's going to be watching from what went on, but the speed of both Simon Kjaer, in terms of what he yeah. was able to do on the pitch, but also the EMTs and the, the physios and all to ensure that Steve, that Christian Eriksen didn't lose his life, right? Should be commended and applauded. And if, if one thing that this tournament's going to be remembered for is the is, is their brilliance in a year that's been that's been dominated by health teams, health services, doctors, nurses, the whole lot, and in such a horrible position, right? To, that yet again their skills came to the fore, and their why why we rely on these people so much came to the fore, and why they should be commended. Your there should be especially a way for recognition for Simon care for saving the, for saving his life, uh, but also for the teams that are involved in ensuring that he didn't pass on the pitch because. This was phenomenal work um, Mm. between, I don't know, Shane Downs makes a good point there, defibs at every sports club in Ireland is is the hope that's there. Anthony Mm. Taylor, yeah, I completely agree, Kev. I said that at Mm. the start. Anthony Taylor did an incredible job in recognising the danger that was going on. And I think that's the biggest piece out of this whole bit is how important reaction times are Insignificant trauma events particularly in the sports field because the quicker you can get to these people the quicker you have of, of, of them successfully being revived and surviving because you look at Fabrice Mwamba and how quick and, and how lucky and how fortunate he was that night for the same thing um and this is where you got to ask at the government body level what protocols should be enforced across a league-wide and a structure-wide from the grassroots up there should be defibs in every single playing field available, and if they're communal playing fields, there should be more than one. There should be three, four, because you're always going to have multiple games going on. Mm-hmm. There should be, there should be, this should be available to ensure that anyone that inv- wants to get involved in a sport has the best opportunity. God forbid something terrible like this should happen. So on the gravity of that point, I want to just lo- loosen it up a wee bit. Um I don't wanna kill you all in, in terms of the, the, <laughs> the gravity, I wanna to, wanna to, wanna to just loosen it up a bit wee bit. But in terms of a set of pundits, lads, I've never seen a worse bunch of fuckers I've ever on the television I've ever seen in my life. Right? I I'm gonna be honest with you. I I had the BBC I had ITV on and I will say Ali McCoist and Clyde Tilsdy have been the best commentary team I've heard yeah. so far. No uh, on the RTE side uh, Richie Sadler's absolutely dominating the game at the moment. He's just, he's one of the best pundits out there. He's hes, he's opinionated. He's intelligent in comparison to like his Yang, which is Kenny Cunningham, who <laughs> is beyond stupid and, yeah. and lacks any intelligence or insight into the game. Chippy Brady is back. Fair play on book. Yeah, it's great to see Chippy back. In the, we got a bit of banter. Ali McCoyst as co commentator is brilliant. My God, that BBC show. Danny possibly Murphy one of the worst bunch of yeah. people ever to express an opinion well, of the game. Let me From explain Shearer bit, to Ferdinand to Janice to Danny Morphy, it's absolute putrid cabbage-level water of excrement flowing out of the point.
2: Let me explain about the BBC, the difference between the BBC and and everybody else. I mean, I did a lot of work with the BBC. You have to watch your P's and Cures. It's a public service, basically. You have to really have to watch your P's and Cures. There's no there's no room for controversial opinion. There's no room for any form of it. It's completely run by the government. So any of our British um, subscribers who are in the chat now will back me up on this. It's a it's a complete government-run corporation. That's why you pay a license, um, a subscription. I mean, our RTE is is a is a a chasm of freedom in comparison to it, despite being similarly run. However, the BBC is very, very strict. You, they, they, it's now kind of, if you like diverse by policy. So you'll have a certain amount of, a lot of uh, mainstream white presenters have been, if you notice, have been replaced rather cynically by black women who understand the game or have played the game, or it's, it's very much a, Uh, paint-by-numbers situation. There's nothing organic about the BBC. So that doesn't escape, that doesn't get away from the fact that Alan Shearer is absolutely boring, that um, Gary Lineker is the poster boy for safety, so he would have been instructed to go through his tweets and remove certain tweets yesterday. But I'm just telling you why. You know, other other stations are maverick when compared to the BBC. I've been there, I've worked with them, and you have to watch your P's and Q's. Uh,
1: Shane, you brought this Mm. topic up how how much would you like to see Channel Four being given a tournament because there one shot of football produced Gazetta Football Italia and Italian football right which is, arguably the,
0: blade, yeah. which is arguably
1: the yeah. best coverage of football yeah. we've ever seen in in the English speaking world in the last fifty years right so I'm just throwing this one out who who do we think that Channel would Four be given
3: it, a shot at yeah, the yeah but I, I do but can you imagine an RT version like Channel Four and you had like uh, Darren Maloney sitting in Smithfield Market with the boys going boy <laughs> forward and things, and I'm going, yeah. you know what I mean, or, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right. or down and are down in Summer Hill or whatever, you know <laughs> what I mean? It'd be fucking, it'd be brilliant, yeah. Um, yeah, Channel 4, absolutely, geez, that Casetta was, was there. was J- James Richardson and the Piazzas and Milan and everything like that, having a cappuccino, eating the pink. Gazette yeah. uh, ah, ab- Absolutely, sport. absolutely uh, Manic But just touching on RT I didn't really I don't know if I watched the Netherlands game On RT last night And your man was referring To the Johan Cruyff Arena As the Yardy Cruyff Yeah I oh,
0: had to check I was, that oh, I oh, had to check like, that like, Where's says, this game being played I was
3: like Oh my god Like, like how, how do you get that wrong it's like two That was absolute, George Hamilton
0: Was it, was it <laughs> No It was your
3: man uh, Stephen Alkin I think Ah yeah It was Yeah yeah, refer, oh, howdy, 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 howdy made that mistake, and it blew yeah. up a bit in fairness. I seen a bit on Twitter, a few Dion Fanning and a few uh tweeting about it, having a laugh, not, not having a pop, it was having a laugh about it, but uh, yeah, Euro trash at half time, <laughs> 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 no. You imagine Lolo
0: Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> I can't <gonna> say. God <laughs> bless. God rest our yeah. soul. I, I, look,
1: I think I think Keith, I think Channel Four will be the best show to, to broadcast the tournament, and the, the lads keep popping up the thing they've done Formula One, right? So their Formula One coverage has been brilliant. The NFL coverage used to yeah. be absolutely top notch on Channel True. Four. Anytime time Channel Four has covered a sport, they've nailed it. They've absolutely yeah. nailed they it. Done a bit and
3: of I, NBA, I think he didn't they before in the past as well,
0: did they? Did they?
1: I don't
3: know. They may, done, they may have night. done. Yeah. They may have yeah, done, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I always watch them on Skype. <laughs> yeah, they could have done. But like that, it is that their sports uh, shows are always top notch. But even if you watch, it's the main men on the BBC are absolute gash. If you watch like the AFCON coverage and things mm-hmm. like that, it's a lot better. Because they don't whale out Gary Lineker and fucking Jermaine Genus and all these guys. Mark Bright or F. Anikoki or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's different voices that have yeah. an interest and a bit of a passion. For what they're watching rather than Danny Murphy, like Danny Murphy sounds like he fucking hates football. I don't know why Danny doing Murphy,
1: Danny Murphy hates it. football more than Mark Lawrence, which is yeah. actually going somewhere because it's, it's no, not I, Mark
0: Lawrence and Phil Laurel. Sorry, um, Laurel. There's a difference between Mark Lawrence and Laurel.
1: Okay, so Laurel, but like to be fair, Laurel would feel like a breath of fresh air and somebody yeah. who adores the game and, and is a great analyst when you put him alongside Janice and um. Alan Shearer and Danny Morphy. Oh my god, Danny Morphy is horrific. Horrific. Listen, Phil, Phil,
3: Janice oh. and Jamie Redknapp are the two worst yeah. pundits for analyzing the game going to yeah. and their takes. They are just they're the two worst. But for two annoying.
0: midfield players, you'd expect them to have a good understanding of the game, wouldn't you like? And they're absolute dirt. And the two that get uh, get touted for you know presenting shows and all that. Isn't Genus getting? tell it the day. You do, you do,
3: you does the one show that uh, evening yeah. on BBC <laughs> yeah <It's fucking>
0: <laughs> the timing, I think I've got everyone on board with the
1: Channel 4 we'd have the Big <laughs> Breakfast followed by Crystal Mayers and then we'd lead into the coverage of, of the European Championships we'd have James Richardson presenting um, we just have to think up some some really good commentary. We'll get Paolo the Cagno in; he'd have to be a decent analyst, oh. right? In terms of for, oh. for a bit of Italian insight, and and Gianluca Vialli, because Vialli and Richardson were great mates. Yeah. You get you get Gaza in just for to do some some stuff around England and what it's like to be an England
0: player. Um, Listen, I'm telling you, well, you'd get in all seriousness. Like, if you listen to uh, Galazzo, the podcast with James Richards, oh, and it's the best thing out there, apart from the he's, he's, he's,
3: the, he's the best in the business, really. Yeah. Apart from Grace, he's, he's a good he's, runner,
0: he's, uh, he's a good runner, after, after Grace Can. But him, Marcotti, um, James Horncastle, like their quality, and if they were fronting a football show, they'd have no, they on uh, B- them, they were, and I, I was good when that BT. went, Keith, yeah, the
3: yeah, European, yeah. that European night, uh. Where it was like soccer Saturday, but when a goal yeah. went in, they showed the goal and then they it's had the... red the, zone. It was the attempt yeah, at the red zone, zone at yeah, yeah. It was it was absolutely it was it was fantastic. And they had their own spin-off show as in like, they'd they'd be on one week doing the highlights and stuff yeah. like that the leagues. It was it was so good. I don't know why BT put football
0: is T V broadcasters are missing a beat. I didn't even show you mm. that they're putting out now compared to what they could be doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, safe,
1: last to- last topic was I said I'd give it out to the to the people. I just got a few shouts from earlier on, and I thought uh, some interesting shouts. So, Adrian got a new contract today from Liverpool Football Club. We may as well have a Liverpool spin towards the end. Um, it had an immense amount of social media uh, backlash and various different things. So, lads, um, given he's it's the first time he's ever had a contract extended with any <laughs> club he's ever been at. <laughs> Hilarious Are you happy or sad But can I just Can I just let everyone know In the chat um, Just to put it on record Grizz is done With Liverpool Football Club If uh, Adrian is named Liverpool's number two goalkeeper um, No he's, he's not he said, going to be No no he's, he, he is Because Kelleher's going alone But anyway the, So Adrian is going to be number two So just letting everyone know um, When that happens uh, Grizz is going is, is finished with Liverpool So if you see him You need to report him On Twitter uh, <laughs> For lying Okay, so I'll just <laughs> let, send his name, his auto, send him name. Okay, so that's just <laughs> what we're going to do because, uh, he's in, he's done. <laughs> poor grades. <laughs> so as, as, as a fellow goalkeeper, were you delighted to see Adran get a new contract today? Uh,
3: no, I wasn't <laughs> delighted. But, uh, I, I wasn't delighted, but I didn't have a meltdown either. I thought it was just probably a a clever piece of business by the club to keep someone there that knows the ropes, that knows the club, that's very popular in in around the place because essentially, I know you think, I don't know whether you're jesting or whatever, I know you, t- or whether you think Callagher's going on loan, I, 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 I don't think Callagher's going on loan, I think he's, he's going to be second choice. I think that the real, the problem with, I think that the real problem with Adrian is he's the most durable of our three goalkeepers so and yeah. that, that really is the, that's that, that really is the worry because he's, he's, that that could be a situation where he gets uh, game time. If I was I actually think uh, with, with uh, obviously Allison is number one, and I was delighted he came back into a, a, bit, a good bit of form at the back end of the yeah. season, and um, which was great after the per- personal year he had. But he's I think second choice goalkeeper of Liverpool is actually quite a, is a, actually a very very good gig because. Yeah you're going to get games. You're going to get minutes. You're going to get games because he picks up injuries. He picks up knocks. So I'd be dis- I would be I would be. extremely disappointed if Kelloggia goes on loan and Adrian becomes number two. But as James Pearce and a few are reporting, uh, he will be number three and he's kept in the background just for the Lucas Labour crack. Remember Lucas used to stay... You Jay- told Jamie home. Lucas used to stay around the place just for because uh, he was good in the dressing room, Phil. Jamie used to tell you that. I think this is the, uh, this is the Adrian Lucas-Lava. Uh, my,
1: Lucas-Lava. My, my response is that that's grand if he's just hanging around the training room and being uh, great, but as soon as you have to rely on him, you end up eighth in the league. Um, exactly,
3: exactly. Eight. Same with Adrian. Where,
1: where, where, where do you fit on the Adrian?
0: Um, uh, the, oh, uh, on the outside, looking at it, uh, and he's a third-choice keeper, you're not going to get many 3rd choice keepers. If you are, people say, "Oh, other teams wouldn't do this." But Man City are yeah, Wheeling now, Scott Carson, and Spurs had Joe Hart. You know what I mean? And these are all pony as well. If we, if, if we're honest about it, mm. Joe Hart, you know, it? if Joe Hart, ah, he's beyond bad. That fella, for fuck's sake, he's I'm the just, English well, sorry Adrian.
3: For, s- sorry if I caught him across you, heat. Uh, he's poxy on, Keith. on a lot. He's on a absolutely lot more, poxy. On, he's one of the them. worst
1: shots to ever pick a jersey up <laughs> and play and goal. Sorry, <laughs> go on, go
3: on. All, all the all them number three is at least we will be on a hell of a lot more though than Adrian is on yeah. I'd say so sorry yeah, exactly.
0: Keith, sorry. no yeah right it's a good point as well but if he's the number three Davo nailed it there the number two keeper is going to get games at Liverpool number three has a good chance of getting them as well and that's the worry you know what I mean like the unless Alisson can sort out and I don't know look I'm not having a dig at Alisson he, he lost his father. a very tragic but. I don't think he was great before that, I'm being honest. Does anyone have an issue with his, his size? I'm coming from a slim man like me. I, you know, I can say these things. But there's all these sort of pictures went up about him. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Is he is he not fit? Is his conditioning an issue? Because he's picking up silly little injuries. Is it down to conditioning? And used to are goalkeepers, right? What do you think of that?
1: Who, Alisson? Allison. Alisson, Alisson. I, I can't get me... I, the I lads are I, back, knocking the in front of me. They found, <laughs> they, found Morata, they found Morata's of boots. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, the Alisson thing interests me because I don't know if he is, because of that injury where his his calf more or less just exploded yeah. and he had to come back, do you get a load of different um Knocks knock on, opponent. knock on injuries that can mm. particularly go, particularly where your season's been condensed and you've had to yeah. go and play internationals and you haven't had a long rest. And my worry is we're, we're into the same situation again. Yeah. He's off for Brazil and he's playing the Copa America. Um, that, that's 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 my worry. It's it's more so. Do we need more rest for that squad? Uh, like you look at Gomez, you look at Van Dijk all getting the rest this this season. You look at um, Salah and Mane all being rested as well. Um, Henderson is going to get a nice rest because the, he'll who cares. Um, uh, Trent, thankfully, is getting a decent rest as well. Rob will get a decent rest as well after these group stages because he won't be going much further than that. Oh, you know,
0: three teams get healthy, might do
1: No, he won't. Um, they, they're Scotland, they won't win anything, they won't even win the toss. That's what's going on there at the, the moment. Yeah, would be better off just drinking a load of wine and and Mars bars that they'll have a bit of crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, I look, I again. I think, with Allison, it's very much been a case of. I think he needed a proper rest. We forced yeah. him back because of who he is, and um, y- y- there is the mental thing. But my God, that's what we're talking about, Alison. If you look at the back from when he comes back in December, he doesn't miss a game from that point mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. He str- he struggles through a bad patch of form after his his father passing, and whatever, and then that run in the ten games, he was back to the Allison and the old, yeah. making huge yeah. big yeah. saves, yeah. making huge big saves, and scoring goals for us. So, I'm, I'm not. I, I, think, you want? I think there's more of a chance of him being getting a full season out of him next season and him only missing out on games where they choose to rest and be it yeah. the League Cup
0: and the FA Cup where they're not interested in, right? Than, and that makes, is the Adrian risk then. If we have a fully fit Alisson, am I just bringing in Kelleher for select games that we're picking? Well, mm-hmm. then that makes the Adrian thing for his experience and his know how well, fair enough. And that was. The,
1: the only thing is, Keith, and this is where I go back to Adrian as number two, and I think Kelleher may go out, is, is likely to go out on loan, is I think they they that Klopp will, Klopp will have Kelleher on the bench less because he he knows he can plug and play Adrian in a game if anything ha- happens to Alisson because he's more likely to go for experience in an injury event in a match yeah, yeah. than where he's able to talk to Kelleher before the games who still has a limited
0: and
1: and get him into the situations where he needs to be in terms of the focus and the video training and all that type of stuff before a game goes on and I think really from Kelleher's growth though I think Kelleher needs to get out and get a bit like what happened with Henderson at United if they see Kelleher with a long term future at the club and they're saying he is good enough to take over from Alisson and we know what goalkeepers spend an awful lot of time with football clubs so there's there's no real rush to do it then in reality I'm looking at it saying okay is there a drive to get him out, to get him maybe a, a, a season on loan, to get him up to a full starting status, to challenge Alisson? Or is Alisson looking at that will be year five or six of his contract? Is he then thinking, is there an opportunity for me in Real Madrid? Is there an opportunity to be somewhere else? Like the about the Gaulle going to Paris Saint-Germain for a 1000000000 to zillion billion euro euro a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means that somebody like, what's your man's name? Brilliant goalkeeper, Kayla Navas. Kyler Navas. Is, mm. is available then to to move on around the, the continent? So I don't know. I, I just I, I just think when 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 we look at it, people losing their shit over Adrian signing a contract extension. If that turns out that we've spent all our money on signing Adrian to a contract extension, rightfully have lose your shit over it, right? If it's mm. about signing a goalkeeper to improve your squad depth, shut the fuck up because you've been moaning about squad depth more or less now for the best part of four months. Well,
3: there's a, well, there's a point there, Phil. Someone saying if if if, uh, <coughs> if, if, if. Keller does go out on loan. Probably a goalkeeper would come in, and I'd probably agree with that. Like, I another don't. keeper, another keeper would come in. I do. I, I don't see them going with um, Adrian as number two, and then the the young Brazilian kid as as it third choice. Mean. He's he's not he's uh, he's, not, he's he's now he's nowhere near ready at all. You've all
1: skipped so. out. You've, you've all skipped over the fella that was sent out on loan and his whole, Yeah, he was sent on to a full loan, and and Keller took his place. I think hmm. we'll see the reverse. I think Grabber will come back into the squad as an option as one of the three and Kelleher will be given a full loan spell this season Um, so you you, you
3: could could be right I could see Grabara being sold now myself Uh, he's he's probably a he, the good season actually he, he saved a penalty that put them got them promoted or won a cup or something like that. Where I yep. think he was our house in Denmark. I could be wrong now. It could be wrong. Could be our wrong. In the middle of our the middle street. I think um, I think to be I think to be, all, to be, to be Sorry, go ahead, Jay. No, no, just I think is is sorry, Pete, is I think his stock is probably at the highest, maybe it will be yeah. for us selling. Um, Grab Ireland in the summer. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, no,
2: I think I think you got to look at a lot of things with with the goalkeepers. I think it's very clever piece of business today with Adrian. I mean, I think Alisson is at the stage, and certainly after the year he's had, right? You oh. want you want him to feel stable. You know, you must remember we're dealing with human beings here. I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't like to see uh, the club going out and buying somebody who could threaten him. Um, and you you know Shane and Phil you know more than anyone else how goalkeepers train they train as a mini team within a team mm-hmm. so for me it's all about having goalkeepers who accept their roles at the club so Adrian seems to be very very good at you know he's he's a good presence around the place by all accounts he's a very good professional and he can he can do a job but psychologically um uh, Alisson will know that he's no threat to him, and he will also know that Quvenzhané Kélliger is absolutely no threat to him. Certainly at this point in Wait time.
1: Stop, stop! Stop! Did you just fucking say Quvenzhané Kélliger. I'll, I'll come over to Barcelona and I'll stick you in the back of one of those ambulances and drive I you. Swear to you, <laughs> swear if, you I say say, if you ever I swear say Kélliger again,
2: right? I said, I said I Swear to you, it's this, this, this bloody thing. But he's the man that. going
1: yeah. all full on English. I, I, I'll have. I swear, seriously. Yeah. Or will get the he, next bow.
2: But he'll know, he'll know there's no threats there. So it's, to be, honest, I think it's a move for stability. Really.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you remember, right, we brought in Adrian because we got rid of Mignolet. And Alisson gets injured against Norwich first game of the season. And Adrian comes on. And the fact that he's not Mignolet means the crowd didn't get on his back from the off. <laughs> and he went and done well. Went and done well, right? Because he wasn't minyale.
1: Yeah, I don't want to break a thing, but look, I just want, I'm going to surprise Pete. So listen, I just want to thanks everyone for listening tonight, right? It was the best thing. Um, and thanks for the topics. Thanks for the interaction of the chats. We've loads of stuff coming up. Get on the Sienna steps. Um, and again, thanks for everything for, except for Ben Davies because he's a muppet. Um, so yeah, cheers exactly. for all that. This has been the forum. I've been your host for Casey. That's been Pete Smith. That's been. Keith over this side and then down down the bottom here is, is, is me old Pal Shane for getting on. Good night, God bless. See you next week.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.